Folks, it may not be a time of a ton of releases, but these guys are up to something. Let's talk about it. And welcome to another edition of the Making Fun Podcast. My name is Casey Johnson. Alongside me, as always, is my lifelong friend, my favorite homeowner at Ravy Baby TV, Raven Stadmiller. Raven. Hey. What's up, brother? Uh, I'm here. Yeah. I'm just I'm just chilling. <laughs> so we we um there I had a lot, a lot going on last week. And so we made the decision to uh, to take a week off, and the news has stacked up on us. Yeah, we we talked about it, and we're like, is there enough to justify us making Casey's head explode um, leading into this? And we're like, not not really enough. And then like the next day, they're like, cool, here are seven news drops, and we're like, <laughs> oh, okay, well, uh, guess we're gonna talk about those next week. Yeah, yeah, but I was happy for the uh, the chance to have a break. Uh, I mean, I had mm-hmm. some relatively tumultuous stuff happening um, in my life. I, I I may as well say because this this is going to to come up. Uh, my grandma hurt her leg, and it was this whole thing uh, the last couple of weeks. Uh, so we've been sort of remedying that. And then Friday, after I got off of work, I headed down to Nashville for a full weekend in Nashville um, with the band. By the way, I love Nashville. Yeah. Na- Nashville is such a fun city. I love it so much. Um, I, I I saw your pictures and stuff of you heading over to Nashville and like having a good time. Yeah. And it really sunk in that I've never really done anything or gone anywhere, really. <laughs> Like, I went to L.A. once, right. right? But that's it. And I was doing a conference that I was working, so I couldn't really explore L.A. Yeah. Um, so I've been trying to find out places to go to, like, explore and just be a person in. Yeah. And Nashville might be one of them. Gatlinburg is probably more likely if we're heading down that far. Yeah. Um, I, I would say spend a day maybe two in Nashville and then head down to Gatlinburg is well, the way I that mean, I would like, do I'm, it. I'm considering like obviously Emily and I are trying to save up for a big honeymoon in a couple of years right we're planning on getting married in a year and then we're planning on doing our honeymoon the year after for our one year anniversary mm. um, so we're just trying to save some cash for that so it's like I like the idea of weekend trips you know we take off a Friday yeah have a little three day weekend head down uh Friday morning, say somewhere Friday night and Saturday night, and then leave, come back Sunday and have enough time to rest before we have to go back to work the next day. Yeah. Nashville is the perfect size for that, I will tell you. Yeah. If you're headed down to a place like Gatlinburg, you're going to feel shortchanged with that small of an amount of time. Right. Because you're going to feel like you didn't even scratch the surface. But, you know, Nashville, you take a couple of days to uh, walk Broadway, take in the sights and sounds, eat at Guy Fieri's Chicken Restaurant, which, by the way, mm-hmm. my God. was it, Did you get, did your mouth go on a journey to Flavortown? Oh, it was so good. I went to Flavortown so hard. It is so good. So good. Um, Are you going to be able to have fried chicken anymore? What do you mean? Oh, Will anything no. ever compete? No, I mean it's 
it's definitely the best chicken tender I've ever had. But yeah. also, there are enough good ones that I'm not like I'm going to miss that one. But it's not like I'm going to swear off one of my two main food groups. Like, sure, 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 sure. Uh, but yeah, no. What's that, your other main food group? Come on. Is it bread? It's burgers, brother. Oh, fair, 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 fair. Which you need bread for burgers. So I was like, you do. Uh, <laughs> I was I was a third to one half correct. Depending yeah. on if you want to put cheese on your burger today or not. Which I do. Which I do. I always yeah, which do. Which you do. Um, then as we – we were about a day before we headed down, my grandmother said, listen, like you guys have waited on me hand and foot the past couple of weeks. I want to do something nice. And so she, she said, allow me to pay for you guys to so go see Garth Brooks while you're down there because he was in uh, Nissan yeah. Stadium where the, where the Titans play. And I feel so inadequate as a performer after watching that. Because it, it was, I mean, he did like 20 songs, all of the hits, yep. and then he like left the stage and then he came back up on the stage and for like 30 minutes, he just walked around with a guitar taking requests from the audience. Yeah. This guy has sold more albums than Elvis, literally. He's one of, I think, only two acts to ever sell more item, uh, albums than Elvis. And he's just walking around in a stadium with like 70,000 people in it. Just, uh, hey, you guys want to hear something? I'll play it. Yeah. And then he, the there was this kid, maybe like six years old, who was dressed basically like Garth in the 90s and... He wanted to hear this this specific song, said it was his first uh, concert ever, and Garth signed his poster, and he was like, that is not one of my more popular songs. He said, I think, I feel like you're being put up to this. He said, mm -hmm. could it potentially be your parents who want to hear this song, and they're using you? I mean, fair play. But he yeah. said, do you even know the song? And the kid said, yeah, and he mouthed something to him. And Garth said, what? He said, you said you've been practicing all of my songs? And the kid's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Garth goes, do you sing? And so oh my he, God. he runs over to the other side of the stage. By the way, Garth, 60, sprinting around the stage like he's 20 years old. Don't know how he does oh, it. Oh, yeah. Want whatever pill he's on. And he yells under the stage where all of like the, the sound crew and everything is and he comes back with a wireless microphone he gives it to the kid starts strumming his guitar and playing it he's singing along with the kid it's, it's a magical moment and then right as they end the first chorus I look up and I see that there are other people on stage besides Garth and I turn to Nia and I'm like oh god Oh my God, yeah. he's not about to. And then right at that point, the entire band kicks back in. He, yeah. his band was backstage and he called them back out just so that they could play this full song with this kid, with the full band and have this moment. And awesome. so then he and the band take their bows. Obviously that ends the concert. He's like halfway down the stairs about to leave and he comes back up and he's like, dang it guys stop cheering I'm tired and then he just like <laughs> spent another 20 minutes singing like 
Piano Man and American Pie and a bunch of like sing-along songs with the audience. It was a three-hour long show. Absolutely insane. It was the best concert I've ever been to in my life. And now I'm like, I'm back home and I'm like finally resting. I got my cap and gown for graduation today. Going to be graduating Mm -hmm. here in just a few weeks. And man, I'm ready to talk some video games, man. It's been a while. Uh, Hopefully it keeps up. I mean, you had a pretty great experience there, but we'll sure talk about some good video games that are coming out. And there are quite a few coming out. Yeah. Yeah. What have you, what have you quickly, what have you been playing the last couple of weeks? Uh, Corbo. That's Hmm. really it. Um, I spent a little bit of time last week. I downloaded some like ROM hacks and stuff for Pokemon games onto my 3ds. Right. Um, because I've, I have a homebrew 3DS, which I use to play as my current driver for emulated GBA and DS games that I own. Like, just going to full disclosure, I do own these games. I homebrewed my 3DS. I don't go online with it. It stays completely offline, and I just use it to play these games. Uh, so I've been dabbling around with some of those, and it's always... It's always so cool to see how much people are doing in, like, the, po- the, um, the Pokemon ROM hack communities, but yeah. For the most part, I've just been, you know, shiny hunting in Diamond and playing Kirby. And I've been playing a little bit of Digimon again. Mm. And that's really it. What about you, man? Well, I naturally haven't had a ton of gaming time. Mm-hmm. However, um, as I notably cannot quit it, um, I have been doing actually a fair amount of NBA on my Switch. It's like the perfect thing for me to play and chip away at while like Nia mm-hmm. and I are watching something. Yeah, yeah. Um so I started a brand new career on my Switch with uh, I'm playing a power forward this time rather than a guard. And you know, it it's weird how many parallels sports and RPGs kind of have yeah. have because like and they they make fun of each other is the stupid part about it but yeah. like seriously when you move from like a shooting position to like a position that plays more defense and inside and a lot more in the post like it is like Switching from like a a warlock to uh, like a powerhouse or something like that, like yeah. it is like playing a completely different game. And this year's game definitely lends itself to that really well. So I've been really happy to to get into that. Played a little bit more Kirby. Looking to uh, within the next couple of days get hardcore back into Forbidden West and and finish that out. Um, but yeah, I've, I've, I've also wanted to get back into forbidden West, but it's still like, I think I really need like one or two good, like narratively driven, just yeah linear games. Right. I just need something to really scratch that itch. Yeah. Um, and I just need to figure out what game in my collection that's going to be because it's always like, Oh, I could just play Pokemon, but it's like, I just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Well, Let's switch from monsters that go into your pocket to 
monsters that are digital here as we get into the nine stories on our report today. At IGN, Ryan Dinsdale reports, Digimon Survive has finally gotten a release date, and it is coming yes. in July. On July 29th. Yes! And go ahead. Ah! Ah! Finally! I've been waiting for this game for years. I can't wait to get it uh, the day before another game that we're going to get to talk about here momentarily. Um, God, it's so weird. Um there were like rumors. People were like, oh yeah, it's July 28th. Like this website just updated it. And we're like, there's no way. And then they released a video. They're like, yeah, 28th, it's coming out. Better get ready. Like for real this time. And it's close enough that like, I kind of believe it because they've given release years and like release months and had to push it back. Um, but an actual day is much, much more tangible. So I'm, I'm just, I'm excited. Yeah. Excited yeah, definitely. Just, so, Tell me yeah. really quick what because I've been noted as saying that um, I, I don't a lot of games that are in the the, the east all like run together for me mm-hmm. um, what what is so exciting about this? this game uh so it's mostly just exciting because i want to play it like it it, it's one of those games that it was in development and announced my freshman year of college yeah right it's a game that i've been waiting on since 2015 um it is everybody there's just been a big resurgence of digimon fans lately because they've had a lot of really good stuff come out for the past few years. And this is just a, a different way to play it because it's just like Digimon meets a real, like a uh, tactics game, like Final Fantasy tactics gameplay. Mm. Um, and so it's just like, with like, and the other part is that it has like a really, like, not dark story, but a really mature story. Yeah. Um, about you like trying to get out of the digital world and like actual death happening and whatnot. So it's just like, Mostly, I'm mostly excited about it because they've put it off for so long, and I'm interested to see what it is. Yeah. But there is some general hype for people who really like Digimon games, like Cyber Sleuth, Hacker's Memory, and Next Order were all really good games, and people want to get more good Digimon games in. Yeah. Uh, as one slight addendum to what you said, um, it does come out the 28th in Japan. It does come out in North America on the 29th. Oh, so the same day. So the same day as as reported straight from Nintendo in our second story, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 has been moved up. Yeah. And now is coming out the same day on July 29th. Raven, this is unprecedented. Yeah, it really is. Uh, we, We constantly hear games getting delayed, but not moved forward. Because previously this game was supposed to come out the end of September, middle of, or end of September. Yeah. I think it was like September 16th or something. Um, and then they've, they've pushed it up two and a half months almost, mm. or one and a half months, just because I have my own tinfoil hat theory of why. Um, but the game itself looks like a lot of fun. I'm really interested to be able to um, play with all of my characters, which sounds kind of weird. 
but other Xenoblade games makes you choose three out of a party of eight or nine, but this one actively has all of your party members fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm interested to see how that gameplay feels. Yeah, and I, I've been doing research online since this news broke, trying to figure mm-hmm. it out, and I really can't find any other evidence. I'm sure there's one somewhere, especially when we yeah. when we look at the indie realm, but I really can't find any evidence of many other games that are that are have been moved up nope. <laughs> like you never see this and no nope. you want why this day also which is the same day as another very japanese thing well i think that we have to remember that that monolith soft and bandai namco and the team that worked on digimon survive in particular obviously aren't talking to one another and it's like Xenoblade 3 announced it was coming out on the 29th on Monday. Mm. And then Digimon Survive confirmed it was coming out on Wednesday, right? Like, it was two days later. They're not just going to change their shipping day because they know that people have been waiting forever. They're just going to deal with it. But they're very different styles of games. um, So hopefully it helps. I'm going to get both eventually, but I'm definitely picking up Survive on launch. Mm. Just to make sure that, like, I show them, like, yeah, I really like this game. Um... But my theory as to why it got pushed up is because they've confirmed an internal release date for Breath of the Wild sequel. Mm. Um, Because it's supposed to come out this holiday, I believe. I do not believe so. I believe they officially delayed it. Sorry, We reported on that. Splatoon, Splatoon, yeah. Okay. I I thought it was supposed to come out this spring and it got delayed. That's, like a, that's where my brain got mixed up. Uh, it's gotten pushed back to 2023, but I, I assume they got something for Splatoon, and they don't want Xenoblade to be too close to when Splatoon comes out, because we might see Splatoon, because we have new Pokemon coming out in November, mm-hmm. and we probably have new Splatoon coming out in like September or October. Yeah, Because they don't want to push it back too much farther than that. And I wouldn't be surprised sure. if there's a direct within the next month or so that's like, Splatoon! Yeah. Yeah. For, for multiple reasons, including one that we will get into. Um, yeah, but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we get a Splatoon confirmation day that's like mid-October, mid, no, mid early November. Yeah. Um, at the absolute latest, because they don't want to spend too much time fighting against Pokemon either, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of games that are coming out and or coming to services, I guess the first place that we should start with this uh, th- this next one is a two-parter. Let's 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 maybe say it's it's eight stories and one of them has a pretty massive addendum. Um April yeah. 28th, 8 days from we when we are recording here, Bug Snacks is releasing its DLC the Isle of Big Snacks, which, oh, well. Raven, we'll get to the other massive part of this news here in mm-hmm. a second, but I would like your reaction to the Isle of Big Snacks coming out free for all Bug Snacks players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Oh, whoa. Bug <laughs> Snacks. Oh, uh, but like, really, it's awesome that they're, that Young Horses was like, hey, Big Snacks is coming out as DLC. Everybody's like, cool. And it's like, oh, it's free DLC. Everybody's like, you didn't have to do that for us, Young Horses. 
but it's it's awesome to see it because I I wonder it has to be one of those things that like they release bug snacks with this game in mind that they had to be able to push it out what it was to make sure it was a launch title on the PlayStation. Yeah. Which isn't that weird to think about? One of the launch titles on the PS5 was Bug Snacks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm very excited to play it. Uh, I 100%ed the original Bug Snacks in like six, six to eight hours, I think. Or no, it was like 12-ish hours. Yeah. Um, a lot of, lot of fun on that. So very much looking forward <laughs> to getting... Taking my switch, my PS5 into work and updating it, and then taking it home and playing some Bugsnax. I'm I'm watching the um, the reveal trailer right now as we're talking, and there is a character named Floofty right now who is saying, um, and this is a direct quote: "Shelda, your god is a hypocrite." Yeah. Uh, Shoutouts to Floofty. Shoutouts to Floofty, man. Uh, you, say, you played all you played all of Bug Snacks, right? No, I don't own the game. I thought you you didn't, but you didn't get it for free on PlayStation Plus. Oh, I probably did get it for free on PlayStation Plus. With that being said, I have not played it as I have a general aversion um, to puzzles. However, with that being mm. said, I feel like this bite-sized puzzle game is something that I could enjoy greatly with Nia. And the fact that the Isle of Big Snacks update is happening may be something that yeah. pushes me in that direction. Or I, I, mm. maybe Nia would just want to play it herself because Raven. Yeah. Bug Snacks is now coming. The newly updated Bug Snacks, might I add, is coming to Xbox One and the series consoles and PC with Game Pass. It is coming to the Nintendo Switch eShop and it is coming to Steam all on the same day. I could play it on my Steam Deck. Play it on your Steam Deck, play it on your Switch. Um, you can play it really on anything. Yeah. Which is the beauty of Bug Snacks. <laughs> and it's funny because when this game came out, we were like, oh, it's awesome that PS4, PS5 has one of these like kooky launch titles but man yeah. it's a shame this isn't on switch because yeah. this would be perfect for switch and now yeah, it's going to be on switch yeah i remember for the longest time being like this game isn't on switch and just genuinely being surprised that it wasn't you know yeah because it seemed like such an obvious switch style game um i think it's even more impressive than that is that it's not only coming to xbox series consoles it's also coming to Game Pass day one yeah. of a big release, mm -hmm. which I think is super cool. Yeah, and all of this was confirmed by Xbox in a News.Xbox blog post from Megan Spur, and mm -hmm. she has stated that there are actually a bunch of other games that are coming to Game Pass, and there's one thing in here, Raven, that's a, a big deal for me, but it's kind of hidden. I'll sort of leave it to the end, but I will um, read quickly through this article. So available today, today being April 19th when this was released, um, F1 2021 via EA Play is coming officially to the cloud as is Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered. Cloud console and PC 
is going to get a game that I'm now furiously interested in called Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion. Yeah. Right. All Turnip Boys do that. Um, And he is seeking to pay away back his debts to a corrupt onion mayor featuring a blend of puzzle solving, dungeon exploring, and plant harvesting. What doesn't it do? And it says, Turnum Boy Commits Tax Evasion is a cute but epic journey to avoid paying taxes and tear down the establishment. Coming (laughs) soon on April 26th, Seven Days to Die. Also, that same day, Research and Destroy, the 28th, uh, Unsold, and Whoa, Whoa, Bug Snacks. And then there are also going to be several big game updates to some of the games ultimate perks are happening touch controls have been added to several games which is I I think it's cool that they're adding touch controls to so many games like yes get yourself into xcloud however with that being said this article actually starts with hey in the next couple of months more Ubisoft games are coming to game pass yeah, that's cool too. And the two that they said are coming to Game Pass within the next two months are For Honor Marching Fire Edition and Assassin's Creed Origins, both coming to Game Pass. AC Origins, a huge game to play. Yeah. Perfect to do so on Game Pass. Mm hmm. And amidst all of the rumors about various companies getting snatched up it's very interesting that i'm not saying that xbox is buying or trying to buy ubisoft but you have to be vigilant in these these turbulent times yeah interesting that they're working together to bring more ubisoft connect stuff to game pass and that's all i have to say on i don't really have any other theories but that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Big, big fan of that. Up next, a big reveal within the gaming world. Kingdom Hearts 4 is happening, and it suffice to say, it is not exactly what everybody was expecting. And I don't understand why fully. So Raven's going to talk now. What exactly... So... It's hard to say because I wasn't expecting the art style that they went with. I think I can just say that. Because it's very realistic which isn't what Kingdom Hearts should be, Mm. if that makes sense. Like, I messaged Casey after the trailer dropped, and I was like, oh, snap, why does, like, why does Sora just look like he stepped out of Final Fantasy XV? Like, he looks exactly like how those character models look. Yeah. And it's just, like, not how Kingdom Hearts has been. It's always had this, like, kind of charming art style. Mm. Where it's just kind of like goofy, but this feels like it's taking itself super seriously. However, that being said, 
Sora has a grappling hook now, and that shit's tight. I will just say it. Grappling hooks are cool. Grappling hooks are cool. Yeah. Um, but the game looks extremely pretty. The pre-rendered cutscenes um, lead seamlessly into gameplay at least once, which is always awesome. Um, people are speculating that we're actually going to, like, Endor, like going to a Star Wars world uh, because of the foresty shot that we saw. And some people think that we're in, like, a um, like a Marvel area in Shibuya because of how realistic everything is, mm. which I think would be interesting. So, yeah, I mean... I haven't. I'm. I stopped after Kingdom Hearts two because I needed a slight break. Might get back into that eventually because um, I really do want to play three before four comes out in like eight years. Now I forget who who sent out this tweet that I saw, but I did see um, an industry insider say um, that from what they are hearing, Kingdom Hearts is going to have different looks in the different worlds. So the worlds that you go to that need to look more cartoonish will. It's just mostly that main portion that is going to uh, look super realistic. Like I said, I don't even remember who I saw said that. But whoever did say it, I thought at the time, oh, well, I trust them, so I assume that that is true. I don't know. No, for sure. Let's. This is one of my favorite headlines. I chose this source for this story because I love the headline. One of my favorite headlines I've ever seen across any news beat, whether it be political, gaming, sports. As reported by Andy Chalk over at PC Gamer. Hideo Kojima shuts down Sony buyout rumor started by Hideo Kojima. Hideo Kojima has den- <laughs> Hideo Kojima has denied a rumor that Sony's planning to acquire Kojima Productions, saying the whole thing is a misunderstanding started by a tweet posted by Hideo Kojima. The buzz began earlier this week when, as noted by GamesRadar, Sony expanded the banner image of the PlayStation Studios website, a splice-up of iconic Sony video game characters, including Kratos, Aloy, and Deacon. Uh, quick aside, how iconic is Deacon? I'm moving on. To include Sam Porter Bridges from Death Stranding. Then yesterday, Kojima himself tweeted that same image complete with the PlayStation Studios logo. No caption. Predictably, a good number of followers on Twitter immediately seized upon the tweet as confirmation that Kojima Productions was about to become the next big acquisition, and it's a reasonable assumption. The Death Stranding studio is no Activision Blizzard, but making Hideo Kojima a Sony exclusive would be a real coup. And Sony's been on something of a tear of its own recently, requiring acquiring Bungie and Jade Raymond's Haven Studio in March. Sadly for PlayStation fans, but happily for everyone else, it was not to be. A couple of hours later, Kojima tweeted on his English account that Kojima Productions will continue to be an independent studio. Raven, if this isn't the most Hideo Kojima thing that could possibly take place, I don't know what is. You would think... I don't know. I don't know what to think. Because the other crazy thing, too, is that they just moved offices. 
So them being bought out by PlayStation and moving to a larger office to compensate for it would be something that would be like feasible, which is it, kind it, of it all it all lines about. up. Yeah. Except that it didn't. But it it was very good for a quick laugh, you know? Yeah. Just being like, Oh, Kojima, you death stranding maker you. I am curious <laughs> as to what he's up to now though. Like what what game they're yeah. making next. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm feeling horror vibes. I'm feeling horror vibes. Obviously. I'm thinking that's the way he's gonna gonna go with it. After playing PT, I really hope he doesn't because I don't need that in my life. <laughs> uh, well, as reported by Games Radar and Ali Jones, Naughty Dog has hinted that it is hiring for new Uncharted games. Naughty Dog seems to be hiring for new Uncharted projects according to an in-house recruiter. As spotted by VGC... Christina Marie Drake Brarity, McBrarity, I'm sorry to you, I just butchered your name, recently posted to LinkedIn confirming her new job at the studio behind the Uncharted and Last of Us franchises. In the post, she said that she'll be helping to staff a variety of roles with a focus on creative jobs. She confirmed that she'll be building future teams for not only the new titles, but for the legacy of Uncharted. Now, it's not exactly clear what she means by that. While Naughty Dog has said never say never when it comes to Uncharted 5, it definitely hasn't focused on the series in recent years. And with rumors of multiple Last of Us projects coming up soon, swirling ahead, Days Gone Studio Sony Bend was said to have been tasked with creating a new Uncharted game, but there was no confirmation of those reports and the developer has since dropped the project with its current state uncertain. It's also important to note, she states that she's looking at the legacy of Uncharted. Now, that could be a slight play on words, considering the historical nature of the series and the 2017 spinoff, The Lost Legacy. It might also hint at the past rather than the future of Uncharted. Uh, that approach seems surprising with the release of the legacy of Thieves Collection earlier this year, all of the major games in the franchise have now officially been remastered in some way. While The Last of Us is thought to be taking up the brunt of Naughty Dog's resources right now, again, coming up soon, it's unlikely to be leaving Nathan Drake and company behind for good, especially after the success of the Uncharted film, which was released earlier this year. For now, however, we'll have to wait and see what the series' future is, and if the studio is still hiring at the creative level, it could be a pretty long wait. Raven, I don't know what to make of this one. People hire in game development for many reasons all the time. Yeah. That's just that's what I think. It's cool to hear more stuff in Uncharted because obviously. Um, but what if instead of Uncharted, Jack and Dax are four or five? Well, I mean, obviously, I know that I, I do suspect that that one is going to come at some point, but the fact that she specifically said not only new titles, but for the legacy of Uncharted, what they, they I would be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if they were trying to like make a remaster, like Nathan Drake's saga remaster for like PlayStation five. Right. But like, they, from the ground up, everything. I mean, I wouldn't... Okay, I would be surprised if they were doing that, actually. Um, yeah. For a couple of reasons. Number one, the Legacy of Thieves collection just happened 
which granted is more of an up-res than anything, but you would think if they were going to be planning the like this whole remake thing in the future, they wouldn't have done that, even though there's going to be a few years gap. Also, um, as I move on to our next story here, a PlayStation animator could be hinting in The Last of Us remake for 2022. Um, basically... What a longtime animator said, PlayStation has some bangers coming out this year, and then said, no, I'm not working on Ragnarok, but something equally cool. And he basically said that he has like three to five years of work that he's done that he cannot show yet. Um, And these rumors have been swirling for a while now that there was going to be a from-the-ground-up remake of The Last of Us. And really, when you look at something like that, um, for a game that was released so late in the PS3 generation, and for a game to be that recent, and it's getting this huge remake, largely, the reaction to that has been why. And I don't know that after the public collectively said, why are you remaking The Last of Us? that they're going to immediately be like, you know what the next thing we should do is? Naughty Dog, who is known for listening to its fans even too much in some cases. Mm. Why why would they go to, we're going to remake Uncharted now, you know? Yeah. Oh, I get it. Who, who knows, right? Naughty Dog has more than enough money in the world to do kind of whatever they want, right? Yeah. So we're just going to kind of keep seeing them do whatever they want. And I'm on board for it. Yeah. I mean, and that's the the thing is, when that comes out, would I play it? Oh, you bet your sweet bippy. But like, yeah, that doesn't mean it doesn't confuse me. <laughs> yeah, I am allowed to be scare roused for video games. Mm. Scare roused is a terrible word, but you get what I mean. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and just erase that one. <laughs> um, Post Casey, cut it out. Yeah. So, <laughs> finally. Over at Polygon, Michael McWhorter reports, speaking of being, speaking of confusing moves, all right, somehow, Raven, Amy Hennig has returned to Star Wars. (laughs) Of course, to give a little bit of context here, right? Amy Hennig, and it's, it's funny that we're talking about Naughty Dog, right? Amy Hennig was essentially one of the main architects behind Uncharted. Um, And she did a lot for the Jack and Daxter series as well. And not to mention the legacy of Kane. And she leaves Naughty Dog in 2014 and joins... Um, Visceral Games which is a studio owned by EA and she starts to work on what was known at the time as Project Ragtag which was uh, an open world super cool sounding Star Wars game and everybody was like really really excited because I mean come on Mm. You, you, it's this is the lady who wrote and directed Uncharted, creative director behind that series, 
and now she's she's working on Star Wars, like match made in heaven. So naturally, what does EA do? Well, she works for them for three years, and then she sh- they shut down her studio. Mm-hmm. Project got delayed and moved to another studio. I don't even know if anything ever really came of that. Um, I could definitely think that maybe the project was canceled and assets of that were ported over to um, like Jedi Fallen Order. I don't know. Yeah. So she leaves EA because who wouldn't leave EA and how could EA fumble the bag that hard? Right. So in 2019, she joins um, Skydance Media and then Skydance New Media is now her division and they're working on games. Now, in October 2021, Skydance New Media announced that it's working with Marvel to produce a new action-adventure game, which we reported on in an episode that was lost. <laughs> Ripped to that episode, but we're I'm thinking... I'm thinking Daredevil for that game. That There's your mm-hmm. summation of that episode that was lost. Yeah. And now, yesterday, a new Star Wars game is in development at Skydance New Media, the interactive studio founded in 2019 by game director Amy Hennig. Lucasfilm Games and Skydance announced Tuesday. It's a return to the Star Wars franchise for Hennig, who had previously worked with the franchise at EA's Visceral Games, on an ambitious but ultimately canceled project set in a galaxy far, far away. Skydance New Media describes its untitled Star Wars project as a richly cinematic action-adventure game featuring an original story. And it's funny because for years there was this movement, Raven, to break... To, li- to liberate Star Wars from under EA's grasp. Because you've seen what Star Wars has done with its licensing. And that is basically that Lego is creating games. And all of the other games that are Star Wars will go to EA. And it's been reported numerous times that Mr. and Mrs. Star Wars, respectively, right, have walked into um, EA not happy mm-hmm. because EA, as EA does, has EA'd. Right. Um, all of the the crap surrounding Battlefront 2 and the, the, the loot boxes and one of those big things getting rid of Amy Hennig was, was a huge thing. So, and then there's this formula that Marvel has been doing where it had its Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Telltale game, which happened, but then it gives... 
Avengers to Square, and it gives uh, Spider-Man and now Wolverine to uh, to Insom, and then um, Eidos Montreal, who was under Square, also produced the um, the Guardians of the Galaxy game proper, and largely, of course, you've got. Ultimate Alliance three, and then the XCOM developers are uh, are, are working on um, the the um, the Marvel XCOM game, and largely now Avengers has made some people mad this week even, but there's I I, I mean I'll stand by there's a core of a really good game in Avengers. I just don't like the fact that they live serviced it. Right. But this approach has been wildly more successful than the approach that Star Wars took. And now Lucasfilm Games has said, okay, that's what we're going to (laughs) do. We're going to breach out. And what's the first thing that they did, Raven, is they went back to Amy Hennig. (laughs) This yep. is wild. It just makes you think what was said behind closed doors the first two times they got her fired and how much she was offered to go back the third time, you know? Yeah. Like, obviously, it's with different people making it, but it still just makes you think. Yeah, you know? I, I also guarantee, right, that... She built her team. You know, she's got the people there that she wants that when you go to a company, which is a movie company and you create the game division, you build, you build your team, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I have no doubt that a lot of the team who was at visceral, which was dissolved and all of those people were fired. I have no doubt that Amy Hennig has hired many of them and I have no doubt that she's like well we do have this story and when she joined Skydance there was a lot of stuff at like how funny would it be if Amy just went around EA's back and made the game that she wanted to make under EA right, in the first place yeah. and I'm thinking that's what's about to happen <laughs> I mean it's very possible I, I wouldn't put it past them, you know yeah. The only time will tell. Indeed, Raven. Only time will tell. And speaking of time, mm-hmm. short episode today. Look at us not yeah, talking no. for 30 minutes on every story, getting through the news <laughs> nice and quick. There was a lot of news and we had to be succinct. I still thought we had more articles for some reason, but they all kind of meshed together. Yeah, fine. it's called flow, nice, brother. Nice. Yeah, we, we just got in the groove. I kind of lost. I got lost in the sauce. Yeah. Other words, so and, you know, a, a good succinct episode every once in a while is a good thing, especially considering Raven. I'm up to something. You're up to something? I'm up to something. I can't tell if it's a good something or a bad something. It's a good something. Can't, can't talk about it much yet, but... I'm up to something. Can you talk to me about it off camera, or you're up to something for the show. Oh it, no, I'm. I, I can. I can. I can talk to you about. Uh, 
I'll, I'll give you this hint. I may or may not have recently gone back to the world of paying for things on Fiverr. Oh, interesting. Indeed. Because you know, Raven, it's, it's been known for a while that I do not have much going on. Yeah, you're you're very bored all the time with no nothing that you need to prepare for ever. Yeah, so I figured let's let's add something. I'm up to something, Raven. All right, man. Looking forward to it. And here 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 soon I, I'm I'm going to reveal it because it's going to be a lot of fun. But for now, Raven, as as we look back at this week of news, this two weeks of news. Yeah. What are your final thoughts? There's going to be a lot of games this year. We're getting yeah. Digimon Survive and Xenoblade Chronicles 3 on the same day with Fire Emblem Three Hopes coming out the week before. Yeah. My wallet's going to hurt by the end of July. <laughs> and and that's, the, that's the crazy thing about all of this too, Raven, is that like the one of these two of these stories seems to indicate that like there's plenty of stuff that's happening this year mm-hmm. that we do not even know about yet oh yeah there's there's plenty of stuff that's slated for holiday this year that we do not and will not know until june or july what know? a world <laughs> what a crazy time we live in Oh, and thank you everybody for joining us on this journey. Raven, tell us where the people can find us. We can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Making Fun Pod. You can find Casey over on Twitter and Instagram at Casey on the Drums. And you can find me, Raven, at Raven Stadmiller on Twitter. I changed it. I, I, I finally ponied up and I changed it, uh, except it's not my first name in full. It's R-A-D-N and then my last name. Mm. Um, because Twitter has a character limit of 15 for a username. Mm. And my name has 16. Man. Uh, but you can find me at Raven Stadmiller on Twitter, uh, where I tweet occasionally. What am I going to um, do and now? You can find us. <laughs> I, I've moved on from maybe Baby TV. There was a lot of old history in that name, and I thought it was time to retire it, you know? Mm. I'm now, I am now just Raven. Um, but you can also find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you found us, hey, good job. Please make sure you subscribe. And uh, while you're at it, tell us who you are. And leave us a five-star rating so the number go up. I'm not going to lie. I don't even know what to do with my life now. Like, I'm, I might have to figure out a whole new intro. I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm definitely going to say it wrong at least once. Yeah. But nevertheless, friends, thank you so much for joining us on this journey. Thank you for your support. Tell us who you are. And until next week, go out and brighten someone's day.